Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you guys are having a good week so far. I know this is kind of out of the ordinary, but we did get the Xbox showcase this week, and I brought in CJ Superpack from the Player One podcast to join me as we just kind of sit down, talk about the showcase, what we thought of it, the different games, some general thoughts about the overall um, kind of venture for Microsoft at this point, because this was kind of their big showcase. This is what was going to excite us about the next kind of few months in in the world of xbox so we went really informal just kind of had a conversation to talk about what we were thinking and feeling over uh the the showcase and uh yeah it's something that uh, i hope you guys enjoy it's a little supplementary content uh we'll be back on sunday with uh, me recording the next episode of Keelhauled. Obviously, we did have the the patch pushed back, so we don't know all what's going on, but we did get a little bit of a tease. So here's looking to what we'll see next week uh, when the actual patch comes out on the 29th. And until then, I'll see you guys later. So yeah, I, I, I'm curious, just off the bat, overall impressions on the actual event like good event bad event so so event what did you think I, I thought it was a good event especially if you're already in the xbox ecosystem or that you already have game pass yeah uh pass. basically an hour-long ad for game pass <laughs> right <laughs> yeah because everything that they showed is going day one into game pass uh it, yeah everything to me looked looked pretty good i don't even have to worry about buying any of these games because i already have access to them so yeah i'm good i'm excited i was i was pretty surprised by just how much was you know i'm i'm i'll hold on i'll hold on to my thoughts real quick i'm not going to jump ahead but yeah i was i was pretty impressed with the the overall show of games i was not expecting some of these games some of these games i was like meh it's all right it's not that big a deal doesn't seem like it's gonna be it seems like more double a games than like triple a games so i'm kind of kind of curious well let me ask you this what defines double a what's the difference between double a and triple a scope for you i think uh for the game yeah um story i think for the game and so I, I look at a game like um, what was the one that that I was just looking at on the list here, The Gunk, uh, Thunderful Pub- the Gunk, Publishing. Yeah. That looks like a double A game. It looks like it'll be a fun platformer, something that that you could probably knock out in a, in a week worth of gameplay. But it doesn't. I don't get the impression that I'm gonna have like a triple A story type of experience with that kind of a game that looks like a game that'll be good that's true uh grounded it's another one it looks like a double a production i know it's coming from obsidian but uh i know it's a smaller team i I don't expect that to be a game where i'm gonna be like man that game just blew me away holy cow (laughs) so I, I, I see a lot of these games as kind of like double A experiences. They'll be enjoyable. They'll be decent. You know, not mm-hmm. not as far as like, I, I don't think you're going to run into too many hitches with with playing them or anything like that. But I, I don't see them being the thing that's going to drive console sales, which I, th- I think was kind of the point of this whole whole video, this whole showcase. Like I felt like the showcase was designed to give you an idea of 
why things are going to be awesome on the Series X and mm-hmm. how you can access them all through Game Pass, which I think they I think they won on the Game Pass. They definitely they yeah. definitely won me over. Um but I don't I don't see anything outside of a few titles that were like really really interesting. And um yeah. So I Well, I mean Game Pass being more like Netflix these days, I mean to me, I think it's fine to have a game like The Gunk where I'm probably going to play it. I'm probably going to really enjoy it because it's from the Steam World creators, which I've enjoyed many of those games. Um, yeah. And it looks like it'll be fun. But yeah, I, f- for me, I'm not subscribing to Game Pass because of The Gunk. I'm <laughs> subscribing to Game Pass and getting a Series X because of Halo Infinite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then everything else is sort of cake on top of that. Like it'll be fun to try grounded. You know, I don't know if I would uh, buy that game separately, but I'm definitely going to try it and maybe it'll be fun. So, I mean, it, it's, it feels clear to me that that game pass is definitely a big win for Xbox. Like they've, they've found yeah. something that, Everyone can basically say, regardless of the platform that you're on, that Game Pass is probably the best deal in gaming right now. Like, there's just no no other service out there that can compete with just how valuable or valuable, yeah, valuable mm-hmm. Game Pass is compared to anything else. Like, it it is what what it was like going into a going into a blockbuster back in the day and just seeing a slew of possible titles that you could pick up off the shelf and go play at any given time and you know it was only going to cost you like three bucks for a three-night rental or you know five bucks for the weekend or you know whatever it may be if it's a new title (laughs) you know like you had a plethora of games to choose from and I, I get that feeling when I when I look at Game Pass. Like I look at Game Pass and I'm just like, God, it's like, let's download that, let's download that, let's download that, let's download that. Yep. And I'll hopefully have time to play two of these. But I at, right. least, at least I at right. least they're there. <laughs> and yeah. so did you want to get into um I, I guess I still have that question though. Like I'm sold on Game Pass. But but did yeah. the but did the games shown to me show off what a Series X is going to do for me compared to like what I have now? I don't think so. Uh, but I think uh, the difference um, is probably going to be something you're going to have to experience, like faster load time and increased frame rate, and those things like are going to be things that you can't really show off in a showcase like this, right? Yeah. Just have to kind of show the gameplay, show the trailers and, uh, hope people are, are in for that. And I think it's, I think it's going to be very hard even for Sony to really, uh, you know, show why people should get a PS five over just sticking with PS four. Like, I think the only game in, in Sony showcase that really truly showed showed that off was the ratchet and clank game where you're yeah. going from environment to environment very quickly and anything else they showed didn't really didn't, I mean, it looked, looked great, but it didn't really have that sort of uh, sales pitch either. Really? Yeah. You're not wrong. I, I definitely 
feel like Ratchet and Clank was the was the game that showcased the best for what the hardware could perform at. I think with at least with Halo, I I got the sense that there was a big world there and that they were yeah. they were they were trying to show now the, part of the problem was is that the map that they showed had these giant sections kind of like broken uh they had that weird yeah. kind of hexagonal uh like design and it looked like areas were cut off from each other so it didn't i didn't really get the feeling like breath of the wild or ghost of tsushima where you know the world was all available to you and you could access it just by running there like i felt like there was going to be points where it was like you had to go from place to place through some other means so i'm I'm kind of reserving right. judgment on that until i get a chance to actually jump in but it felt like they were really pushing uh the the view distance and just like how mm. how explosive a lot of the particles and stuff were for that game and a lot of a lot of friends that i have right now are scrubbing through videos like scrutinizing over fidelity and how how <laughs> yeah. they feel like it just does not look like what they expected a next gen console launch title to look like and i keep wondering it's like what's yeah. where's the trade off cuz i feel like the trade off is view distance and volumetric lighting and frame rate and resolution compared to the most realistic graphics you could possibly get yeah. I mean, I think uh, the, the difference between console generations, this gen to the next gen is going to be so small, at least initially, because a lot of these games were started before the hardware was finalized. So at least initially, we're going to see a lot of games that probably do look like last gen games. And in Halo Infinite's case, also run on last gen hardware, right? So yeah, <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I look at the footage of Halo Infinite and uh, to me, I'm not necessarily scrutinizing the every bit of the <laughs> visuals. I'm much more interested in how the game plays and looks in terms of the you know hundred feet radius around me. I'm much more interested in that, and in in that respect, anyway, the Halo Infinite footage uh, delivered quite a bit. Basically, showed Halo's greatest hits, like come out of the little ship you find a warthog you shoot some grunts <laughs> you see some elites you know like it was really the entire uh gamut of everything i wanted to see in halo in like a five minute segment yeah they really i i do have to i do have to hand it to the to the 343 team or whoever whoever came up with this this demo which by the way the fact that this demo did not get shadow dropped onto the xbox yeah. A huge, huge disappointment there. Like seeing start <laughs> press, press, you know, hamburger button to start demo. I was like, oh, sweet. We're going to get a demo. This is going to be awesome. I want to see the demo. <laughs> and then they're like, right. No, this is just, this is just a demo for the sake of showing you. It's like, I didn't need to see the word demo. Don't, don't tease me with that. But, right. But maybe that hints that there, you know, isn't. A demo that exists that could potentially be put on uh, Xbox Live prior to this coming out because we still don't know the release date of this. We we know it's coming for holiday, but I that's it. Is it, am I crazy? Does that feel still feel really weird that they're <laughs> that they're still being very mum on on everything as far as like the release date and stuff? Like speculations out there, yeah. like November, 
with all the games that have been pushed back and are launching within like a three week period and at the beginning of November. But I, I don't know, yeah. man. I feel like I want to, I feel like they, they could have, they could have capitalized on the hype for this going into it and said like, all right, pre-orders are going live this date. And yeah. here's the price. But I think, I mean, I think the difference is they spent an hour talking about games that come out in a week too, because grounded was in there mm. and it, this is like an Xbox games showcase, not necessarily a series X platform showcase, even though they showed games that are on the series X. So it's a very weird position for Microsoft to be in where I think a lot of viewers came into this wanting to be sold a series X versus people, you know, and Microsoft who wants to push the sort of platform approach that they're taking and even, you know, promoting games that come out in the next week or two or month. So, well, it, it, I feel like that's difficult a difficult position. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that's kind of the, 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 where we're, I mean, it's a console gen year. Like this yeah. is the year that of any year that they could be pushing the service. This is probably the least, least interesting year to do that. Like they could have been pushing game mm-hmm. pass any other year. And I'd be like, cool, that's fine. It's good service. This is the year where I'm like, differentiate the the console gen like i'm reading through the uh the 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 uh press release that they put out on xbox's website that you gave me on the xbox Mm -hmm. wire and i'm reading here that they're like yeah destiny 2 beyond lights coming at no additional cost on game pass this fall i'm like that's a that's an amazing deal what i wanted to hear what they didn't, which I didn't remember hearing in the actual showcase, was that Destiny Two is going to be optimized for Xbox Series X with 4K resolution, running at 60 frames per second. Right. That that's a big deal for me, just because it's like mm. I I bought a Series X, I enjoy it, I've been playing Destiny now, I want to jump into the next expansion, but the fact that they that they relegated the 4K 60 frames per second bit to a press release kind of kind of hurts me in that sense i'm like well that doesn't that doesn't make sense and it's like same thing with uh halo infinite they're they're locking the the campaign at 60 frames per second and i keep scrolling through here and i'm like yep 60 frames per second 60 frames per second they're they're talking about the stuff that i think a lot of the people that are buying the console want to hear about but i don't Mm -hmm. feel like that was really hammered home in the press release or in the, the showcase. So I'm super confused yeah. on the messaging mm-hmm. here. Like I, I appreciate that they have a bunch of games coming to game pass, but I, I still feel yeah. like this is going to be the showcase that is compared to Sony's showcase. And in that case, they're like, these are the games that are coming to the PS five and only the ps5 and this felt more like these are the games that are coming to all of our platforms through game pass just subscribe to game pass and i'm like cool yeah but i want to know what's going to make me buy the new new hardware (laughs) yeah and i I mean i think that messaging is so hard right because the the thing that's making the money now is interesting game pass yeah and game pass ultimate <laughs> right and i they may have a hard time selling people i mean initially i don't think they'll have a hard time running out of consoles for the holiday i think they'll sell they'll sell just fine mm. um 
So I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, everybody sort of comes into this thing wanting a different message. So it's hard. It's gotta be hard to create a video presentation that appeals to everybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I, I know, I know just from, from the short amount of time from when this aired, which was, uh, you know, three hours ago to mm. now, a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the halo fans feel like a little underserved, um, considering how long they've been waiting for anything about this game and right. to, to get a, you know, I, I kind of wonder if maybe this was, if this was the demo that was intended for E3 and they're just like, we'll just have I someone assume. play through it and have that go. Cause that's what it, you know, the more I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. It's just the demo. Yeah. Would have gotten, I assume because those things are worked on months in advance. Yeah. So pre, well in pre COVID times, they would have been working on this. <laughs> the pre time, the, <laughs> the before, the before pandemic times. times. Oh man. Yeah. So, um, to, to kind of, kind of round off on the halo discussion, cause I, I don't want to yeah. beat a dead horse at this point. Did the gameplay serve, uh, serve up enough action for you to be, to be really interested and invested in it? Like this is, this is the last halo that we're getting for some time. They've, they've recently stated that they're not going to have a halo seven. So infinite's it. Do you feel like what you saw was, was fun enough or was enough entertainment for you to, uh, to jump in and, and enjoy the campaign and the multiplayer? Yeah, definitely. Be, I think part of it is because I'm a casual Halo fan. Like, I really don't know anything about the lore of the game. Mm -hmm. I'm really there for the shooting and the warthog driving. <laughs> so, uh, for, for me, they showed me everything that I need to know. Like, I, they don't need to show anything else of the campaign for me to be in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I know, you know, it's coming this year. So, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I don't need to see anything more. I was, I was very happy to see a lot of the uh a lot of the changes that i've seen with other first person shooters so like apex legends with uh, call of duty there's been a lot of innovation in the fps yeah. genre doom eternal uh i got serious doom eternal vibes from this just based on the uh, mobility mm. and uh, uh quick swap of weapons and stuff and i i, yeah. I love that idea that that halo's taking a little more from those genres, uh, bearing in mind that I didn't play five. So these could have been mm -hmm. things. I know that a lot of this stuff is returning stuff, but I am glad to see that it's like you're getting a full kit, you know, you're getting a full mobility built into this Halo game. And I think that's going to translate really well for folks that have been playing other first person shooters who who have become accustomed to things like hooks or grappling hooks and clamber mm. and uh you know those different types of of movement functions so yeah I'll i agree I, I think it looks great i mean of course people people don't have a demo to play so they have to scrutinize the footage that microsoft has released and i'm sure there will be plenty of scrutiny on that footage oh, yeah. on how good or not good it looks but to me the I don't know. That just seems so surface level. Like, 
I don't know. I mean, it's it's what they have to go on at this point. Like they they at this point, yeah, yeah. You know, without without knowing more about the story, without getting a hands on f- play of it, you know, it's it's hard for people to attach an emotion to a video uh, that that yeah. They're, that I'm they're sure given. we'll get all that stuff though. Like they this is holiday 2020. <laughs> this is the first gameplay we've seen. Like they're they're definitely gonna talk more about this and the multiplayer and all that stuff. So yeah, as a first look, I thought this did its job well. So we've they've stated that they're gonna dive into uh, multiplayer stuff in the future. When would when would you say it would be a good time for them to do that? You mean like show show it off? Yeah, yeah, because they they'd kind or of show how it even works. Because <laughs> there are probably multiple ways that this works. There's probably like co-op campaign stuff. Yeah, and there's probably also just you know the usual Halo deathmatch uh, and team modes type stuff as well. Yeah. So I, I, I imagine we won't get that stuff in for at least another month or two. I feel like uh, I think a lot of people are looking to try and understand more about like what modes and what maps are going to be available and if they're going to be anything new or if it's going to be, you know, better versions of the ones that they have now kind of thing. Yeah. So it'll be hard to know. I imagine I, I'm hoping that we get something in August just to kind of tied people over i mean xbox said that they were committing to uh to doing stuff once a month and it it felt felt kind of short in june didn't feel like we really got much of anything in june so i'm hoping Mm, that i agree hoping that we'll get something in august to help out um i did want to jump on to some of the other games that we got in this uh i one thing that kind of popped out when I was watching this, that made me think of you was the, the dragon quest announcement and how that in the pre-show, right? Oh, that's right. That was in the, that pre-show, was in the pre-show. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of blurred <laughs> together. So yeah, during the Jeff Keeley game awards stream, they showed that, uh, dragon quest, uh, 11 S echoes of uh, yes. an elusive age, the definitive version, which was out <laughs> last September on switch and uh had been on ps4 prior to that i believe yes uh without the definitive stuff yeah, yes sorry yeah so this is this version is the same version that should be on the switch but this is actually coming to game pass how do you did have you kind of gotten into dragon quest or dragon quest uh on the switch like have mm-hmm. you finished that up or i haven't finished it up it's uh but i'm probably 15 or 20 hours in on that uh and dragon quest is an rpg series it's pretty easy to just take a break and then come back uh and play more so i mean i think it's great that they announced it for the xbox and that it's on game pass as well that'll uh, make it easy for people who've never tried a dragon quest game to to give it a shot it's a very sort of easy casual uh rpg series it it has depth to it if you want that but i find it uh, t- to be just kind of a breath of fresh air rpg very old school in style that's i'm i'm because i saw this was coming to game pass i was actually like oh i'm actually going to get a chance to dive into this without having to <laughs> you're going to try it now yeah i'll actually try it now <laughs> um beyond just the the well no i was thinking trials of mana never mind 
Um, I was kind of wondering, like, uh, some of the other games that that got a net. Well, we we already knew about Grounded. We already knew about Everwild, and we already knew about yeah. Medium and uh, Psychonauts Two. What'd you think of the Everwild trailer, though? We should talk about that. That's true. The Everwild. Yeah, that footage. I'm I'm actually I like the world. And yeah, the more and more I I see it, the more and more I'm starting to think that for sure this is gonna be most likely a single player story. Like I I, I can't see what they're Are you sure? Yeah. Cause I, I, I I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> see that's okay, so I'm I'm looking at the Keep Xbox wire. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it says, you know, inspired by a beautiful natural world around us, Everwild is a brand new game in development for Rare, where unique and unforgettable experiences await in a natural and magical world. Play as an yeah. eternal as you explore and build bonds with the world around you. Everwild will be available on Series X, Windows 10, PC, and Xbox Game Pass. My question here is is he can you have multiple eternals like yeah you're gonna be an eternal but is that just a synonym for like pirate or space marine or whatever like yeah. your character is in a game because if it is then if you could have like a party of multiple eternals and people can join your game and help you with things this seems like uh I don't know. It could be a multiplayer game in the same vein as Sea of Thieves, potentially. I could. I, I don't s- think it necessarily means it's a single player game. So I, I, I can definitely agree that I could see that being being the case. the The problem that I run into is some of the footage that we got looks like you yeah. are interacting with multiple different types of beasts, and yes, to what end is what really confuses me because. As far as I can tell, I like the world. I think it looks awesome. It's very, very cool. No clue, like what I'm supposed to be doing though. Like I, I really don't understand yeah. what the what the game is to this. So <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that because like the first two trailers for Sea of Thieves, I had the exact same question. <laughs> it's like, what is the game? <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to wonder like uh, okay so for me personally the reason I want this to be a single player game is because I'm I'm looking for that Horizon Zero Dawn I'm looking for that Ghost of Tsushima I'm looking for that Last of Us I want mm-hmm. Xbox to have these types of experiences for people in Xbox's world you know they're in their ecosystem. Um, I yeah. I have been loving the heck out of Ghost of Tsushima lately. It's been really hard to not, to not play it, but when I when I look at Xbox, I, all I see are my multiplayer games, and yeah. and I keep looking at Everwild, and I'm like, you know, they could they could do this. They they could totally make this a game where you're playing with you and some other companions, and you have to go out and you know use magic to protect areas and you have to use animals to to bring balance to different areas and you have to stop like i evil forces i don't even know man i don't know what the antagonist (laughs) to this game is so i know yeah 
I'm, yeah, I don't either, but I'm curious about it because it looks so darn cool. Yeah, <laughs> I love the world. I, I think they did a great job just kind of going all out there. Feels like Avatar, man. It feels like there's just, you know, you could walk around the corner mm-hmm. and see just about anything and it could be, it'll be totally unique to what you're, what you're good, what you're used to in any other game, but it still has a familiarity that you understand kind of like what they are, you know, it's like walking around in the time of dinosaurs, you know, you see them and you kind of get what they are, but they're not something you're used to ever seeing. So yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that. We did get a second trailer, uh, for the medium. And last time we talked, that was kind of a, a big deal as far as like mm. what it's accomplishing. Are you, are you, are you even more excited to play this or, or has this kind of like lost some interest for you? How are you feeling on that? No, I mean, I think I'm excited to play the medium, especially since it's a game pass game, <laughs> right? <laughs> Reiterate that everything <laughs> on here. I will definitely give a try. Uh, yeah, I think it looks cool. I think the whole dual reality thing, uh, looks great. Um, the graphics look awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole thing, this is, a, a definitely a game that interests me. One thing that I, I noticed in the trailer, and actually I, I didn't think about it till, till just recently, but uh, myself and some of the, some of the folks from Keelhauled were, were watching in discord and just kind of chatting with each other. And, um, and, and we were, we were talking and the idea came up about having a split screen where you were watching yeah. both realities at the same time. And it was, the question was posed to me, uh, if, if that's how the gameplay is. And I said, no, and I don't think so. Yeah. The, the more I'm starting to wonder, the more I'm starting to think like, is it possible that this is like a split screen game at times where you have to kind of link between worlds, uh, you know, <laughs> dive between right. different realms and, and you're, you are actually playing the game in both realities. Like why else would you, why else would you need to render both realities unless you're going to, you're going to have to see both at the same time? Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, why did they show that split screen? Was it just to show that they are rendering the two and you can switch between them at will? Or yeah. is it going to be something where you're looking at a split screen? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. It, it it looks mm. it looks scary to the point where I don't know that I'm gonna I'm gonna have the uh, constitution to play it, but it's it's definitely one that I think is a, a really interesting approach to a game, uh, which is something yeah. it, yeah. it kind of falls in line with the with uh, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice, um, mm. really weird game, kind of spooky, really unique to the platform though. Uh, not something that I've, I've really seen other games doing. Um, yeah. What did you think about them kind of trucking out the old Forza turn 10 studios game? Uh, well, the surprise on that one for me was that it's not coming out this year. It sounds like it's early in development. Um, versus like the last time we got a Forza game was, I believe 2017. And 
I it was a little shocking that they said it was early in development. Like I would have thought Forza is one of those sort of franchises for Xbox that they'd wanted to be there at launch, but I guess I guess not. So that that's looks good though. Yeah, that's kind of my take on it as well too. And that was actually something that I noticed a, a little bit with some of the games like uh during the during the Sony uh showcase that they had I kept thinking in the back of my mind, which of these games are actually launching on the console like day one? Yeah. You know, and and, and as far yeah. as I could tell, it was really just Spider-Man Miles Morales's story. And I was watching this and I kept thinking, there's a lot of games like Forza, not not launch, which I, no, I right. would have put money down that Forza would have been a launch day. Like I, I expected totally that the uh, Xbox Series X reveal video showed uh, Halo Infinite. It showed a Forza game and it showed FIFA as like the three things yeah. that were that were popping. I was like, cool, those are going to be the launch titles. I guarantee you. And the fact that Forza is not coming, I mean... It's kind of strange, but I, I mean, it gives room for Dirt 5, so at least there will be a racing game available for the system when it comes out. Yeah. So Well, and you'll probably have, you know, Forza Horizon 4 will be com- backwards compatible. Yep. As well. Which I I, so. I appreciate that. And and one thing that I, I don't think that we touched on yet was the fact that uh, Sea of Thieves you know, the game that we, we were both really in love with is getting a, a pretty hefty optimization. Like we didn't know about this going into it. I, I had suspected that ray tracing would be coming, uh, based on some yeah. of the changes coming, but yeah, they're, they're going to be doing, have they, s- have they said anything specific on what, uh, cause I see it in the, <sighs> in the no. overall presentation press release that it's going to be optimized for series X, uh, at, the launch of the series X, but not exactly what, uh, what that means. I mean, I, I think we could guess that it'll be higher frame rate just based on PC specs. Yeah. I, I didn't, I haven't found anything specifically that talks about like what the changes are going to be. Uh, I think the Forbes article that I was reading earlier today just kind of touched on the fact that it, it will definitely be taking advantage of the the new hardware but if, yeah. if that does say that in the pre- in the press release yes that it will but it doesn't it doesn't specify in what way it'll I, do that I want to assume and I, I know I know already that's a bad idea but I want to <laughs> assume that it's gonna be 4k 60 because that's the thing that I feel like really differentiates yeah. between what it's like to play on PC and what it's like to play on console is the 30 frames versus uncapped. So yeah, I'm hoping I, you know, honestly, what I would love is if the series X gave you options kind of similar to how, um, what is it? The, the PS4 pro where you have like performance versus, uh, uh, I can't remember what the other one's called resolution. I think. Yeah, yeah you, performance and resolution. Yeah, you get the you get the choice of do you want higher frame rate or do you want um higher resolution? I would love to see that feature come to Series X and just say, like, hey, I want to be able to have this running at 60 frames per second. And uh if if you can go higher, then cool, drop the resolution to like 2K. I'm fine with that. Yeah. 
and <laughs> give give me that option you know if you want to downscale it or upscale it whatever you want to do but you know have have a choice in the frame rate just like you have on pc like the tools are built into the pc version why can't that be an option on series x i think you will see that type of option put into games that are both on ps5 and uh xbox series x you'll see something where it won't be you know something like on pc where you have settings where you can put everything to ultra or everything to cursed or anything like that i I think they'll probably simplify that to just resolution or performance uh for many games i kind of hope that's standard across this next generation yeah i feel like we've gotten to that point i i was i was talking with some folks in in uh, discord and and they were kind of looking at some of the games that we were getting and it was it was clear that they were expecting a little bit higher fidelity based on Mm -hmm. what they saw and I, i i'm wondering just from your experience like, do you feel like consoles can have really high fidelity games and still be able to have like the view distance and, you know, as much rendering as, as going on at 4k 60? Cause I still feel like 4k 60 is like a, it's a, a hard, hard bar to hit with a five, $600 console. Mm. Yeah, maybe not. But I, I mean, I think the more important thing there is whether people even have 4k TVs. Like, I think we're still sort of on that, uh, strange line where a lot of hardcore gamers may have upgraded their televisions uh with the one x and the ps4 pro but a lot of people a lot of console owners still have just a 10 1080p set so yeah um what sort of effort needs to be put into making a game 4k 60 if half your audience won't even be able to look at it in that res so i don't know what about what about uh 4k 120 like uh ori and the will of the wisps <laughs> i think that'll be harder i think that'll be much harder to do i think or ori doing it is great so to, uh, for sure uh, when i watched that so to talk about ori a little bit that's getting optimized for series x and they're they're going to be doing 4k 120 frames per second at a hdr yeah. 120 hertz which looks great when you have footage that's slowed down and you can definitely see the the frame jumps i i still don't know i still don't know how much of a difference i notice between something that's 60 frames or 120 frames when it's playing naturally yeah me either like i feel like yeah. 60 is is 60 and 30 is noticeable but i i don't notice 60 and 120 so I, yeah, I don't either. I'm in that same boat. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just specifically my vision, but it's I know some people can tell the difference and that's great for them, but I I don't see like if we're building games like do do we need to go that high cuz it feels like feels like people are wanting to push to 120, which cool if you're first person shooter and you got a mouse and you have, you know, really really good high dpi on your mouse and you can you know take advantage of those frames consoles i just don't see that being necessity though and i don't know why that seems to be such a uh, because of the controller yeah well no i mean like i don't know why that's such a a strong talking point yeah Mm, yeah for people um some of the other games that came out that i was i was kind of excited for uh state of decay 3 I, yeah, how about that? That was a pretty big surprise for me. 
And I loved the video that they showed. And I'm curious to know what, what, like when that's going to be coming out. Cause State of Decay <laughs> 2 is only two years old at this point. And they just released the Juggernaut edition. So yeah, like, are they, are they expecting this to come out in the next year or next two years? I imagine two years, right? Like have five years on probably State of Decay 2 at the, at the bare minimum, but what does it mean for people that are playing State of Decay 2 if they're currently working on State of Decay 3 and they're hoping to get more content from State of Decay 2? Like what what's the release cycle for updates going to be for that and are they getting kind of shafted on this? Yeah, I'm curious to to know that as well. I mean, I'm excited about zombie animals. Uh, that that looks like it'll be fun a fun uh, interesting new wrinkle to state of decay yeah for sure (laughs) i don't know i I did not i did not like that deer dude or that elk or whatever no no it was freaky (laughs) it moved moved fast which is number one on my list of no-nos for zombies i hate fast zombies and okay. for two, it was clearly like half decayed or half destroyed. Like it, it, like it could take, it looked like it took some damage, which already I'm like, no, nah, if I can't kill it quick, I don't like it. So that that's like two <laughs> things on my list of no, no's for zombies. Like I want to be able to kill them fast and they want, they should move slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel about my zombies. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of freaked out already just from that video. Like it, it was like the worst case scenario. I'm like, oh, cool. It's got four legs. So it moves fast and it's undead and it can take damage. Sweet. I'm not going to play this game. Uh, don't worry about it. I'll have new vehicles that uh, you can use to run them over with. Yeah. Ooh. It'll be fine. You know that, that if I had, <laughs> I, I would actually play that then <laughs> if I could at least get into that. Um, <laughs> One of the things that I I was actually kind of interested in uh, was Avowed. I yeah I don't I think this will be the game that I think a lot of Skyrim fans will want to go towards uh, at least until the next um, Eld- Elder Scrolls games comes out because I I mean. At this point, who knows when Bethesda is actually going to make another game uh, if if they want to yeah. chance it. So I think Obsidian's going to kind of take the reins on on RPGs. They've got Outer Worlds now, which has got the uh, the next expansion or the first expansion, I should say, coming out, which looks awesome. And uh, now Avowed. Um, how do you feel about Obsidian being like the go to RPG? like studio for xbox do you think they'll they'll be able to handle that mantle well enough i think they will yeah i think you know sort of freed from the shackles of another publisher and i'm sure that microsoft is going to give this them as much funding as they want to make this thing uh i think this could be a big uh feather in the xbox cap you know yeah. People love Skyrim. People love Obsidian's fantasy stuff. You know, I think uh, this looks cool. Obviously, it's just a first trailer. It seems like this is probably years off at this point. Oh, really? Um, but, it, well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the The description of it is just obsi- in the press releases, Obsidian Entertainment's next epic first-person RPG set in the fantasy world of Eora. And that's it. 
Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really say anything about the game whatsoever. So I, I don't know that we can expect anything in terms of when this thing will be out or uh, any of that. Well, we know that Obsidian's got at least at least three teams going right now. They've got the they've got the uh, I just blanked on what was Outer Worlds uh, DLC team. Outer Worlds. They've got the Grounded team, which I know is a, a small team. And they've got the uh, this team, which is making their next RPG, which is a first-person shooter. looks awesome. Um, do you think this is the same team that would be working on a Pillars of Eternity? Or do you think that they're making another Pillars game as well? I actually don't know the answer to that because I'm not really an Obsidian uh, diehard or anything. So, I mean, I love Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like Grounded, but those are like my first real... Uh, interactions with their games honestly okay yeah i mean i'm i'm in this i'm not i'm not a huge skyrim fan or any or i'm not even an elder scrolls fan so this particular game uh wouldn't wouldn't be on on my list but obviously it's a it's a a big uh attraction for a lot of people you know yeah and obsidian's games and other series have been you know touted as the best ones so <laughs> yeah i'm i'm really curious to see how the how the audience takes to this um how did like we've got avowed uh and and we've got mm-hmm. the outer worlds dlc are you going to dive into the outer worlds dlc i want to yeah so it's perils of yeah, uh, definitely want to perils of gorgon which is coming out september 9th which i'm i'm actually looking forward to i think it'll be <clears throat> I think it'll be good. Uh, I, I think from what yeah, it I've sounds heard. like you can do that completely separately or it, uh, you can do it during the course of playing the outer worlds as well. Like it sounds yeah, like a pretty uh, smooth transition into the DLC. I think it's kind of funny that they're, they have a bit of a scary DLC coming uh, right around the same time <laughs> that no man's sky is releasing a scary DLC. And right. It's, it's really <laughs> well, funny. Well, that's already out now, right? The uh oh, it, the No Man's Sky. Oh, thing? is it out? I think okay. It's out. I haven't I haven't updated yeah. it, so I haven't gotten a chance to check. Um I I knew it was coming soon, but I didn't know it was that soon. Um and then so getting back to the idea of like games that that were kind of Metroid Prime Ford uh Fable <laughs> was was like mm. Yeah, the last thing that was on this showcase, and I'm glad that Playground Games is, you know, showing what they're working on. But I, I mean, it, I'm so confused. Like, did you play through the Fable games? I played like the first two games. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they were okay. Not really in my wheelhouse. It- they were okay. As I understand it, like, I like the humor in this trailer, though the the fairy flying around and then gets <laughs> eaten by a frog. I loved that. So if if they're able to sort of capture that same style of humor uh, from the trailer, then I'm definitely down with trying it. And it's on Game Pass, so I don't even have to worry about that. Right? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> this is. I mean, this is really an hour long promotion for Game Pass, right? We're all. An agreement on that? <laughs> I, I don't see. I don't see how anyone could argue otherwise. Because that's that's pretty yeah. like everything. I was just like, oh sweet, I'll have to try that when it comes out on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I I'm glad that Fable's coming out for the folks that are are hardcore about the Fable. I I never. It was always one of those series that I wanted to jump into, but 
for whatever reason, I just never, I never got to actually play through them. And I always wondered like mm. how it played out because, um, the, the premise was so unique when the first one came out, like the idea that you would, you know, you, your actions would turn you either evil or, or, uh, good. And I always wanted to yep. try that out, but I never got an opportunity. So I just, I, I have no attachment to the fable series, but for some reason, a lot of folks are really interested in this. So I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I feel like I'm missing out. Maybe I need to go jump into uh fable three <laughs> or something and, and get a, get a better sense of what this game series is about. Yeah. It sounds like this is our complete reboot since it's not numbered. But I was wondering about that. Not yeah. Sure. Cause it, taking these same ideas from the first game or what Peter Molyneux wanted the first game to be and doing it in, in a different way or uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right on that. Cause uh, I, I have a feeling that of all the things they could do, I feel like a reboot would be a great way to try and take the, the premise and capitalize on the idea of, good versus evil and that that was kind of what i got from yeah. the trailer was is like you know your story is not written it's not a linear path you you kind of make your choices as you go along and uh the humor in this was great so i i'm i i hope they they do that that was one of uh what was it the warhammer game i can't remember what it was called um they had that the guy yes, with the dark tide dark tide thank you um yeah that the guy with the light who just he could not get his his uh light on his gun to work and the he the <laughs> one dude just walks by and smacks it and it starts working like i love that i i want that in more games can we have better comedy yes. in games because <laughs> it works so well <laughs> and uh yeah i agree i I've, i haven't gotten to play much of vermintide but it's that's another one of those that like the Warhammer games. I'm just like, yeah, that's it's so cool. It's so close to Blizzard War Warcraft and stuff that I'm just like, it's it's got a little bit of science, it's got a little bit of magic, and it's got a whole lot of mm. awesome that I'm just ready for. Yeah. <laughs> so um I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Are you was there anything that stuck out in your mind that you wanted to to talk about? Because I've feel like i got everything out of my system but i know that there was yeah. a ton of other games coming out i mean, I, I was happy about the tetris effect uh announcement the connected version of it because tetris effect on ps4 is uh just a great game and the fact that they're adding co-op and competitive online modes to it is going to be great is that something that's uh, like the Tetris 99 on the Switch online? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. It sounds like you'll be playing Tetris with uh, more than just four people. So maybe. I don't know. Tetris 99 is its own sort of separate beast. Yeah. It's, it's an but, interesting uh, It'll be take. interesting to see how this, this works with multiple players. I'm sure Enhance will have an interesting take on, on multiplayer for this. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis was interesting because Fantasy Star Online 2 just launched on uh, Xbox and Windows PC. Yeah. And so I don't know what this is, but I'm very interested because the graphic style seemed like they were going doing sort of a throwback to the original Dreamcast game 
more so than Fantasy Star Online 2 does by itself. Yeah. But uh, it had the same HUD as Fantasy Star Online 2, so I'm not sure what, where this falls. If this is a new game or expansion to the existing one, I'm not sure, but I'm all in for more Fantasy Star Online because that, that's a, just a fun series. It always makes me think, every time I see Fantasy Star Online 2, it always makes me think of Skies of Arcadia. And I keep, yeah. I always conflated the two when I was, when like back in the day. So this one, just from the little bit of blurb that they put on the, on the, the Xbox wire, it's online action RPG. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, kind of the, the cu- character customization and battle action style of RPG. And this is apparently the latest entry to the series uh, or to the universe. Yeah. So I'm I'm guessing brand Sounds new like game. DLC. I yeah I don't know. <laughs> so because they've done like f- uh, since the game came out in Japan in like 2012 or 2013, they've done like four expansions to it already. So um, four or five expansions. So I mean, this could be one of those. I don't know. We'll just have to see. But then the other thing uh, is the the game from Square Enix that is. Being helmed by Yuji Naka and uh, oh, Anna yeah. Oshima, who are like the original Sonic Team folks. Yeah, uh, Balan Wonderworld. So very interested to see uh, more of this. I mean, it looks like a, a 3D platformer from the early 2000s, and I kind of like that. I was <laughs> I'm interested to see what else. Uh, it looked very late 90s, early 2000s, but that's something. I'm definitely into so i was really surprised by the and i don't know where that guy got his top hat but man that top hat was on point (laughs) i want i would love to have that but you're not i mean that that was such an interesting thing it felt like so last like last uh um last time we were talking back in was it may when we got the uh third party showcase it, we yep. we noticed a tone and the tone was a very dark tone to to all of the the to the entire showcase this one it, yeah. it felt like it was a lot more um like just quirky to me like everything that we saw mm. was all kind of quirky stuff like it wasn't um and not as violent too yeah it, it felt like a lot was more just like hey there's there's a bunch of adventure games coming out and we're we're going to be doing uh you know third third person platforming games so those are those are what yep. you can expect with this generation as well too so i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited because i'm like cool well that kind of breaks away from the idea of xbox just being an fps console and it'll be interesting to know like where how these are going to land um which kind of brings mm, me back to, yeah. to the idea i kind of wish that uh super lucky's tale the new version would come to series x like i know they're coming out with the or i know they came out with the version on switch which was the new one i kind of want that to come back to xbox and just have have the newer version mm. available now that they've kind of worked on it so yeah that would be cool uh, yeah, but like uh, Balan Wonderworld and then also Psychonauts 2. Um, yeah, definitely brightening up yeah. the usual Xbox lineup. Yeah, they, they did a good I job like kind of rounding out some of the uh, the the kind of 
I can't even think of what to really call it, but they they gave you different games other than just shooters to to kind of play around yeah. with, like especially Psychonauts too. Like that that was such a cool video to watch, and it was so trippy too, um, which yeah. totally fits for for the series. So, <laughs> what did you think about uh, the fact that um, Battletoads was not talked about at all? Uh, well, I mean, I think it sort of goes back to the point we were talking about earlier where it's like, if, is this presentation supposed to sell me on the series X? If so, I don't know that Battletoads, which is, you know, a 2d side scrolling game is the right thing to show. And some things like the gunk are sort of on the line where Mm. it's a new game from an existing team that people may know that is going to be you know console launch exclusive or whatever it is for xbox and that makes the cut versus battletoads which is you know it's going to be there and people are going to get excited about it maybe but it's a 2d game that is definitely not stretching the the bounds of what the series x can do so yeah i'm not surprised that it wasn't part of it although we did get a shot of a battle toad in the grounded yeah. trailer right <laughs> there was a battle toad toy <laughs> oh yeah that was that was that was a good little uh easter egg for there i kind of hope that's all throughout yeah. that whole game i i just hope that there's little that'd be great little goofy things in there from <laughs> other franchises on the xbox ecosystem that are just kind of you just stumble upon uh really hope that that yeah like a master chief helmet (laughs) or something (laughs) yeah yeah maybe a warthog toy that you can actually use that would be great oh that'd be great i would love yes (laughs) (laughs) so um overall i i really have to agree with you man you know i i didn't think about it till you said it but you're you're 100 right this was an hour long ad for game pass because I'm, I'm sitting here looking at at the fact that i spent 30 bucks on destiny to expansions only for them to come to game pass now in september and i'm like great well i don't have to buy the next expansion because that's coming to game pass as well and i'm like well they've got cross save uh compatibility for their for their for your uh guardians so it's like why would anyone on playstation if you have an xbox why would you buy beyond light on your playstation if you have game pass like you're you're good like you don't have to worry right you just, you, yeah even if you're on pc if you've got an xbox um uh, right even if you're on pc i guess if if it's coming to game pass then boom you're done you don't have to buy beyond light which really sucks for all the people that spent 70 bucks on that digital deluxe version to get those exotics and stuff i feel bad for those people yeah because they just plus you'll be able to stream it to your phone on uh on xcloud which now that you mention it holy cow yeah the no no information about uh xcloud like how that's going to work on uh ipads or iphones like we we know it's getting included. Yeah, with that's Game sort of Pass. unknown. Um, do you remember the date on when that's coming? September. September. God. Yeah, I feel like starts in September. I'm, I'm, and I mean, there is a there is a beta app on iOS currently. It only plays the Master Chief Collection, yeah. but on Android, it plays uh, a lot more games, including Sea of Thieves. So 
So that's yeah. that's the thing that really kind of drives me crazy about this is I feel like I feel like iOS, like I feel like Apple is uh um blocking Microsoft from being able to do what they can do with XCloud just based on what Android has available to them right now. Like what the heck is going yeah. on with Apple? Like we haven't gotten any updates on XCloud as far as game availability for Apple at all. And I'm like, you know, I would love this. I, I, I have my iPhone. I'm stuck in that ecosystem. I can't really jump uh, ecosystems mm. that easily. So what does this mean for people like me and you who have iPhones? Like how, what are we going to get to, yeah. to, to play see these on X cloud? Like help me out, man. I mean, I think the fact that they're bundling it with game pass ultimate might actually help its case on iOS. Um, I'm not sure. Like I imagine they won't launch it on iOS if it's in some way hobbled. <laughs> compared to the Android version. And I don't think Apple would want that either. So would they care? Um, like, why would they care? It, it's, it's not yeah, their I app. I don't know. I, I don't understand Apple's weird, uh, policies with regard to game streaming. <laughs> they seem to not only have that against, uh, Xbox, but then, uh, Rainway I know has had problems. Mm, um, yeah. And it's not like PlayStation Now is available on iOS either, although you do have PlayStation Remote Play available. So, yeah. Uh, Which, yeah. That, it's, that's, if I, we'll see in September. Yeah. Question mark. I'm, I'm really <laughs> hoping that Apple pulls their, their head out of their bum and gets, gets over I themselves because so I'm so tired of them siloing stuff and being so restrictive. I, I seriously almost picked well, up the, the Pixel last last round. <laughs> I'll tell you though, like playing Master Chief Collection on an iPad with uh, an Xbox controller is a pretty great experience, actually. So, like, I'm hoping oh. uh, that more more games are able to to get on the iOS version, and maybe I can actually play Sea of Thieves on the iPad. That'll be fun. <laughs> I, I I was actually I've been wanting to talk to you about this. Um, have you played off of your home network, uh, like on someone else's Wi-Fi for XCloud? I have not. I have not. Okay, so that's that's where I want to to know like how it compares because I I went to going back to Ghost of Tsushima. I've been hard on that game, and I literally took one of my PlayStation controllers to work and my phone. And I jumped on the 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 uh, guest network that we have at work, and tried to to link up to my PlayStation, and I was able to do it for oh, yeah. the most part. But I had to drop the quality down to four for to five forty p to to be able to have it stream. And there was definitely some latency uh, between the controller and the phone and the actual system. And I, I really, really want to know uh, what that experience on xCloud is like when I leave mm. my house. Like, I, I want to know, can I stream it over well, Wi-Fi or, or uh, 4G? You probably can. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be recommended necessarily, but the difference between remote play and xCloud is so the xCloud app on iOS is actually just running it off the cloud, not your home Xbox versus remote play, which is running it off of your home machine. So 
uh, is your home PS4 on Wi-Fi or is it wired? It's wired. It's wired. Okay. So yeah, it sort of depends on the bandwidth between not only your home network and Sony's, uh, you know, system, but then also the connection between your guest network at work and Sony's system. So yeah, uh, versus xCloud, where it really only matters what the connection would be between your guest network and Microsoft's servers. So that's doesn't even have to touch your home console. So what was the conversation that they were having where they were talking about how you could use your Xbox to to stream games then because i i remember the comment you can you can do that on the on the android uh beta app i believe and also the, there's a windows 10 beta app that uh is is doing that oh. sort of remote place type experience but currently that's not an ios version okay yeah that's yeah i'm i wish they would actually just have like a nice press release that kind of dove into the different aspects of what xCloud is is planning on doing what their time timelines are as far as like when they expect to have apple kind of compatibility the way that it, have it on parity with with android like so many so many questions yeah. i still have for this this system i'm glad that they're rolling it into the cost of game pass because i'm already in that in that that bracket of like i'm willing to pay for this uh, just based on the value and um, Kylia in chat uh, or not in chat in uh, discord, her and I were talking while she was streaming and um, she brought up a really interesting question about if they end up getting rid of uh, Xbox live and just having game pass uh, with, with Xbox gold and stuff. If the, do you think that they need to or like because some of the I guess some of the rumors were that they were going to be making the Xbox Live thing just a free kind of built in thing like they weren't going to have you subscribe to Xbox Live anymore and you were just going to mm. be able to play games online like on PC. And I'm kind of wondering, like, if they go that route, uh, what what's is the value still there in in game pass or do you think that they still need to charge for xbox live going into series x oh that's a good question (laughs) because i think on the microsoft side you have to have xbox live in order to even play something like fortnite right yeah i'm pretty sure that that is still the case so uh i mean they could do that i think it all depends on how xbox Game Pass Ultimate is adopted by the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it could be an in- interesting move to do that uh, because Sony, I mean, it would be another one of those things that they could then say they have over Sony <laughs> or at least on on parity with Sony where online play, I think, is still free uh, with free-to-play games Yeah, uh, on PlayStation. Yeah, it is. So maybe, I mean, I, I think they want to push, obviously they want to push people to, to buy Game Pass Ultimate, mm-hmm. right? Which is a bundle subscription and it is actually pretty expensive. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people, myself included, upgraded it uh, when they had that dollar upgrade program yeah, sort of thing. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure offhand how much a Game Pass Ultimate one year subscription costs. Is it like 120 bucks? It's 
um you know i never did the math i just i i pay for the game pass um monthly because i i never i never had the years of of live that i could convert i i literally bought right so i bought into game pass for pc for five bucks when they had that deal going on last year and i was playing that on up until june when i got my uh cyberpunk edition and then i upgraded it to the ultimate so i just pay the 15 a month and i chalk it up right right so I, I just chalk it up to the cost of netflix which is why it's such an apt uh comparison from what you were saying earlier it's like yeah i i pay 12.99 for netflix and i get a bunch of you know movies and shows i don't want but there's always something that i will watch and there's old classics on there that i'll totally watch and same thing yep. with Game Pass. Like I, I have a lot of games that I would love to jump in and play, and there's a bunch that I will never touch. And then there's some oldies that I'll dive into uh, if I get a chance. Yeah, fourteen ninety nine a month. So yeah, yearly it's you know expensive. Yes, <laughs> let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, they, I think they want to push people towards that because it's it seems to be some uh, service that people like. Uh, I know I myself am getting a lot of value out of it, even just counting Microsoft first party releases and not having to buy those uh, straight up. So let's three full, full. I mean, if you're, if you're paying 15 a month, yeah, it's like three, three full games. And if games go up to $70, then that's, you know, that's, that's uh, three and a half games worth of value at that point. So, I, I mean, if you if you put, if you were to play three three full price games for an entire year, which that's yeah. super easy to do, then you've already at least made made the gotten the value out of the game. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that it, it, so that's where I kind of like that's where I see the value is is like it's easy for me to pick up three games. And and uh, justify yes. that cost. Not to mention the discount that I get on anything that's in the store most of the time anyway. Just because I have Game Pass, I get that like extra ten percent off anything in, yeah. in the store. So, I mean, I, I well, and to me, I want I do wonder if this if Xbox Series X plus Game Pass is going to be uh, desirable for people who have been in the PlayStation ecosystem for this previous gen, like. When you look at what you're going to pay, let's say I want to get a, I'm looking to get a new console this holiday and it's either going to be PS5 or Xbox Series X. And let's say PS5, uh, okay, so I buy a PS5 and then I have to buy the first party games outright for $60 each versus an Xbox Series X or I can buy the console. I can pay the $14.99 a month or you know, get a year of Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate and play all the first-party releases, a huge back catalog of stuff, yeah. have the PC games included as well. To me, it seems it starts to be a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. If <laughs> I, I don't know. If I'm looking at a company that says that, you know, their their console is going to be, you know, backwards compatible for a certain amount of like last gen and none of the prior generations. But I look at the other console and I'm like, cool. All of the third party games that I 
that are available for that that for both consoles or backwards compatible for this new console then any third-party content that comes to both consoles i'm like okay well i've got an entire library of third-party content available on yeah. one console that you know if i've if i've been in the ecosystem i'm just getting rewarded more and more and more it's so crazy to me that like i i'm looking at at 360 games now at like gamestop and i'm like mm-hmm. i i should really go and pick up some of these old 360 games because i'm just going to take them forward with me to the next console gen right and they're going to be and they're going to be better and i'm like that that does not happen with playstation like and it and it's crazy not currently yeah not currently yeah. They, i know that they're what was it a uh a patent filing that they did where they were doing mm uh what was the the simulation or the emulation of the the consoles they were looking into figuring out how to do that so i don't know we'll we'll have to see if in the future sony can bring backwards compatibility to all of their consoles because that would be that would be an amazing test that'd be killer yeah (laughs) that'd be amazing if they could do that it's one of those things that I don't see them pushing because it seems like they're so focused on this next gen being the best of the best. And why would you want anything less if you can have the best? Uh, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I just feel like they're ignoring an entire couple generations of really good games that people still want to be able to play without having to, you know, have multiple systems hooked up, especially if it's a multi-console yeah. system or multi-console family there's only there's only so many hdmi ports i'm willing to commit to video game consoles (laughs) on a given tv so true Uh, ah yeah i i think i know one thing though it's a really good time to be a gamer no matter what platform you're on or what ecosystem you're in like both showcases had a lot of games that i want to play so yeah 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 excited excited for all of this even even if it doesn't seem like a generational leap i'm still super excited about what we'll be playing this holiday and beyond yeah i'm really excited to see how the xbox series x plays in in you actually get one hands-on uh i i I still feel like for me that um the the swapping between games in in like a, a safe state and not having to close one and boot up another i i want that like on everything now <laughs> like i just <laughs> want that ability i want to have that like p like my pc like if i've got three games open and i've got the ram for it cool let me let me just have them all open i will swap between them and jump play one while i jump into another if i need to but oh, yeah that'd be great It'd be nice to not have to like say say you're playing Halo Infinite and you're going through the campaign. Mike hits you up and he's like, "Hey, I need your help on a sloop real quick." And you just you know pop over to your your Sea of Thieves, which is already up and running. You don't have to wait for the boot; it just loads in, and then boom, you're on the ship and you're having a good time. And then when that's all done, you just swap right back over to Halo Infinite. Like, yes, please, thank you. This future sounds too good to be true. <laughs> Hopefully it will be that good, but <laughs> I really we'll hope so. Yeah. Uh, overall good, good showing. I know that a lot of people are going to scrutinize the, the, this and that, and they're going to say, ah, oh, it's not that good. And I, I blame that on expectation versus, uh, reality. So from, from what I saw, I was like, 
this is pretty good. I could have dealt, I could have had more gameplay from certain games. Some games I was just like, this isn't, this is nothing. This is just kind of like you showing a, a video of what this game's going to be. Um, mm. But other stuff I was like, cool, good to know this exists. Can't wait to find out what it is. I'm looking forward to seeing like what you want to actually do with it kind of deal. Yes. So any closing thoughts from you? What do you think? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm really excited about uh, all of these games that were shown. Can't wait to try them on game pass. And, uh, I think it'll be, it's going to be a, just a great time to be a gamer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, another, another short leave episode. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully in the future, when we get more information about, I don't know, when this thing's launching or like an actual price, <laughs> then we'll be able to come back and, and have some more conversation about that. But CJ, thank you so much for, for spending time with me again. Um, I know we were kind of playing it by ear on when we're actually going to get this in, but I appreciate you spending the time with me. Um, do you want to plug your stuff? You got anything you want to, you want to plug where, where people can talk to you or hear very discussion? Sure. I mean, I'm on the keel hall discord, but I'm also on Twitter as super pack. That's S U P E R P A C. And, uh, I also do a podcast called the player one podcast. You can find out more about that at player one podcast.com. And make sure you guys are signing up for their Patreon. Cause, uh, that's, that's how you get a whole lot of the good, extra additional content with uh phil and greg and you and just kind of going over old old magazines (laughs) and trying to figure out what the game is based on the review at the time and uh how much different of a of a discussion was being had back then on how we should be buying games and it was still about visuals (laughs) still about (laughs) graphics uh nothing has changed Uh, we're just repeating history no (laughs) so true awesome well, thank you so much and I'll, I'll be sure to talk to you later thanks Logan at robotsradio.net.